0: I went right after I, 26, I'm thinking like, okay, you're young, this is a time to just bust your ass and work as much as possible, make a dent into the debt that I was in, and I literally worked seven days a week. I, I even was looking for one of the uh, Hasidic offices in Lakewood that I could work on Sundays because mm-hmm. it's not even typical to work Sundays, but I ended up finding an office that I worked on Sundays just to work and, and Again, at the time, I'm like, this is a time for me to work as I'm young. It's a time to work as much as possible and make as big a dent in the debt and, and also to get some savings. And every practice that I worked at, again, some of them I stayed longer than others, it was important to learn what I liked and what I didn't like. I always knew I wanted to own my own place at the end of the day. That's part of the reason that I picked dentistry, because you get to be your own boss.
1: Dude, we all have the best time ever to start a small business. If I'm not going to be 100% in, I'm not going to do it. Come on, man. Just be yourself. Yeah. And, like, and just show up as yourself. If you don't realize what I'm really about, I'm about freedom, family, and my country. Let's Dr. Gamberg, cheers. Elon. Let's go, Elon. Good. Call me Elon. Yeah. If we say Elon too much, then I get reminded of the Twitter files, and I don't want to derail the conversation okay. from how great of a dentist <laughs> you are. But maybe we can go there. Maybe Diff- we different cannot. Elon. D- 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 we could. T- it depends on All how right. many it. Or Dr. I have. Gamberg. Whatever. Whatever. is easier. Dr. Gamberg just seems more professional to me because. Sounds good. The way that we met was awesome. He did a great job. Made me feel comfortable. Did some really nice work inside my mouth that <laughs> is not cheap. And uh, I felt good about it, and I felt good about your office. Appreciate it. And that's why you're here. And for those people who may watch this, who have not seen Fireside before, and they're your friends, your family, Mm -hmm. or people who pay attention to your practice, your patients, this show is all predicated on me being a kid who grew up in middle class, lower middle class, and a great, hardworking mother and father, but you go without sometimes, And as I came up, I was a little bit of a troubled kid in school, ADHD, a little wild, a little angry. I have conquered most of those demons nowadays. And, you know, I was kicked out of high school, then went into finance, had very little people who wanted to help me because of my chip. And I always said, why wouldn't more people, once they had a little bit of success, turn around and help the next guy or gal up the ladder? So that is what Evan and I thought about as we launched Fireside. We wanted to provide free content for business owners like yourself, and after meeting with you, after working with you and your staff and your office, I thought you'd be a great guy to come on and tell your story, because it is an interesting one, Appreciate and it. and I appreciate you being here, so thank you. I appreciate you having me. It's easy to have good people. Thank you. So, a guy who actually grew up from zero to 12 years old in Israel, Yes. which is really cool. Uh, I... Love Israel, <laughs> and um, your parents moved here when you were 12 years old to Marlboro. Correct. Um, tell me a little bit about your childhood, though, in Israel and your experiences that you remember. Uh, overall,
0: it was a great childhood. I have a lot of great memories uh, from, from Israel, from my childhood. My parents, um, they also... You know, similar situation as yours, they grew up with nothing. Um, they were actually, they grew up in the Soviet Union. At the time, or, you know, when they grew up, there was very little opportunities for Jews. And there was a lot of anti-Semitism. So you couldn't even get opportunities if you were Jewish at, in the Soviet Union. It was one country at the time. So they weren't even presented with opportunities that were presented to other russian citizens they, they were only allowed in certain schools and you know all their friends were jewish and they were only allowed in certain universities like my parents both of them are engineers and the reason was there was only two schools in where they lived in minsk that would take jews like to, to enroll in in the schools there That's so, so bo-
1: crazy like what year was that approximately <laughs>
0: like 70, like late 60s, early
1: 70s. For the the listener, you could kind of picture what was going on at that time over in the Soviet Union and Russia.
0: I I mean, (coughs) it's it's crazy. It still exists, but obviously not to that. And I'm I'm happy the world has... Shifted. Shift, yes, certainly. Is it for
1: the better, though, with (laughs) OH? Who
0: knows? (laughs) That's for later in the conversation. Uh, So your parents decided to (laughs) get up and... They moved to Israel. They knew the opportunities there were not going to... They're not gonna have good opportunities. Uh, The reason they chose Israel, actually at the time, you had to get permission from your parents to move out of the country. And my father's parents basically said, you're either moving to Israel or you're moving nowhere. He felt very strong about the Jewish connection that he had with the country. So my father's parents and my parents both moved to Israel or all of them, they moved to Israel and they kind of started a new life. And they became very successful. My father had his own construction company. My mother, uh, she was an engineer. She was a partner in her company. And I had a very good childhood. You could say I was even, I don't want to say spoiled, but we got everything that they gave gave my brother and I, everything that they couldn't have
1: in their childhood. Um, That sounds like the American dream, that you were able to do it in Israel. But then your parents said, hey, we're going to one-up this and we want to move to... The most free country in the world, which is the United States of America. Which, what made them want to do that at your age of twelve? And how old was your brother?
0: My brother was eighteen at the time. Any other siblings? Just me, and my brother. Your brother. Your brother's name? Ariel. Shout out to Ariel. Ari, yeah. Ari. Um, Ari
1: from the Entourage?
0: I t- he wishes. Oh. Nah, he's a good I love guy. That guy. Great guy. Um, we were talking earlier, CPA, so he's he's he knows his stuff. Really. Down you know, the call, my best have a financial planning my, my best friend there. <laughs> um, but we, the, the opportunity—I'll tell you—the opportunities in Israel from my my brother and I weren't the opportunities that you have here in Israel. When you graduate high school, you have to go to the army for three years. It's a mandatory enlistment, and then only then you know most people travel. Then you start your life. The, the opportunities there, um, there's. At what age do you enroll in or the army? army right after high school.
1: So 17, 18.
0: 18. Yeah, and it's a mandatory so enlistment. 18,
1: 19, 20. So 21, essentially, you're kicking off your life. 22 usually. 22. If that, a lot of people like want to travel
0: and, st- you know, just so kind of decompress.
1: You, let me ask you about that because I have an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my opinion isn't, isn't always the right opinion. I think in the US, what we're seeing now is a bunch of spoiled people who don't know how good they actually have it right where over in other countries like your parents saw and people that were 18 and going away to the military Mm -hmm. I personally wish that we had that here I think that that actually would have helped me more as an 18 year old kid who was rebellious and you know had ADHD and probably ODD which is oppositional defiance disorder my wife she is uh what do they call that? Diagnose. She diagnosed me with really. <laughs> it. Um, don't you believe that that is something that is a good thing? Or how, how have thing. you seen it affect your friends over there? I don't know. I'm asking. In ter-
0: again, I think it's all situational. Again, I think you're going to have, you know, the spoiled or, or, or the people that the kids that that grow up similarly here and there. I really think it's about the values that are instilled in you, like from your parents or from your society. I mean, right now there's a lot of social media that I didn't have it. I mean, you
1: didn't have it growing up. No. I didn't have
0: it growing up. So I think that I got
1: my first face, Facebook was, I was dating a girl. I was 19. She was finishing up her senior year at Seton Hall. I think she had Facebook and got me on. So I was 19 years old.
0: So I think that affects a lot of how we think nowadays, unfortunately, but I, I really think it's situational in terms of, uh, you know, to say that we're more spoiled in this country versus another. I mean, I can tell you stories about kids that I grew up with that that are in a, sim- you know, in Did a similar... Did they go to p- the
1: military, though?
0: They have to. It's mandatory there. So
1: I, I believe, in my opinion, that everybody should have to do that because you're in a country that is here protecting you, especially over in Israel. You know, mm. your military does a great job protecting you we had a quick conversation earlier you believe that they're one of the top 10 militaries in the world and there's a lot of danger you know you guys have uh you know these missiles being launched over into your country on a daily basis i think every citizen in that country should know what it is to serve the military we don't have to agree on it but i I wish that the u.s would actually implement something like that
0: In, in israel they don't have a choice there's not enough people to protect the country I mean they're in constant war um, even more so than the US I mean you know we have all we have con- countries that we're in conflict with that are bordering um, Israel and, and I think it's really there there's again it, it's a conversation for later but it's there I don't think that they have a choice that's that's the bottom line here there's obviously more people living in the United States so they
1: this is very interesting to me, and I want to go back to a Joe Rogan podcast okay. where this chick was on lobbying, essentially, for the Palestinians, and it was something that really struck me as like, I never thought about it that way, but you guys are launching rockets into a country that needs to protect themselves. But we'll go back to that at the <laughs> end to remind okay. me. So, <clears throat> you go to Marlboro High School. Yes. You then go to Rutgers. At Rutgers, at what point did you decide you wanted to go into the medical practice, more specifically being a dentist?
0: It was pretty early on. I would say like freshman, freshman sophomore year. Um, you know, at the time, I, I always tell this, at the time it was more of kind of like a process of elimination type of thing of what could I see myself doing. Now I'm super grateful I picked it. I love what I do. Every t- Every day I come to work, it, it, it's just a great vibe. It's I enjoy what I do. I enjoy running a practice. I enjoy interacting with my staff. I enjoy interacting with patients. When I picked it, I didn't think I would love it as much as I do now. I was like, this is going to be a good profession. You know, you could make a good living and you get to work with your hands. So it's not like a desk job, which I definitely didn't want to do. But I'm again, I'm super fortunate that I picked it because I... It's it's easy to, you know to come to work when you really really enjoy what you do every and day. And you did
1: med school at Rutgers as well.
0: Ruck, uh, dental school. Yes, I did that at Rutgers. It was UMDNJ when I started, and they got bought out by Rutgers. So it's, yeah. uh, it's same Rutgers. same entity. Yeah, same thing. It's, Who it's was the, the president th- of
1: Rutgers at the time?
0: <sighs> I wouldn't even know.
1: Yeah, I Not dated from, a girl the a- I
0: can tell you. And his first stint. Yeah, and now he's football. back.
1: He's back. He's pulling it back little by little. Do you go to Rutgers Audi Club? Do you go up to the games? Not as much anymore We should go next year Let's do it Let's, let's make a plan Let's do it um, So obviously you come out of Rutgers Did well enough What was your first move? Did you go work for another practice? You know, how old were you at the time? 20, was it probably 24, 25?
0: Right after graduate, I went to do a residency for a year At Jersey Shore at the hospital um, Right around here and Great then, Nick, you Great hospital. Yeah. Great experience there too. Learned a lot. Great mentors. Again, definitely the right decision because residency is not mandatory for us. Um, and then I went right after I, 26. I'm thinking like, okay, you're young. This is a time to just bust your ass and work as much as possible. Make a dent into the debt that I was in. And I literally worked seven days a week. I, I even was looking for one of the uh, Hasidic offices in Lakewood that I could work on Sundays, because mm-hmm. it's not even typical to work Sundays, but I ended up finding an office that I worked on Sundays just to work, and, and again, I, at the time, I'm like, this is a time for me to work as, I'm young, it's the time to work as much as possible, and make as big a debt in the debt, and, and also to get some savings. And every practice that I worked at, again, some of them I stayed longer than others, it was important to learn what I liked and what I didn't like. I always knew I wanted to own my own place at the end of the day. That's part of the reason that I picked dentistry, because you get to be your own boss. And,
1: Can I ask you mm, this? Yeah, go ahead. Knowing that you wanted to own your own business. Right. Did that stem back from like a 16 year old, an 18 year old that was going into college, during college years? <sighs> Because I promise you, as a guy who got in trouble in school and teachers would say, you need to listen to this, you need to listen to that. Or when Avalon Carpet Tiling Flooring <laughs> filed, fired me because I didn't want to stack any more pallets of tile, I was tired. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be more successful than this guy who fired me. I'm going to be more successful than the teacher who told me. And they weren't wrong in trying to guide me into doing the right things and following the rules. But I, I do believe in... People who are business owners or entrepreneurs are destined to be that from, like, birth. Are you of the same belief, or did that a, happen and develop after you learned that other people weren't doing it the way that you would actually do it?
0: I am of the same belief, but it's really, like, I see my brother and my dad, and I also see some friends that I have, and they just get it. Like, you, you I don't know if, if you have the same experience, but there's some, I have friends, like I said, my brother, it's like, they're just... They just get business. Like, it just, it's in their blood. in their blood.
1: they like it?
0: It wasn't in mine. That's probably one of the things that I'm working on the
1: most. So, did your brother and your father have a lot to do with pushing you to do it? It's just,
0: as a kid, again, teenager, 19, 20, in college, I'm like, oh, it'd be great. Like, I could be my own boss. Like, I think everybody, I don't know that everybody wants it, but I feel like a majority of people would love to, to be their own bosses because, again, you control your environment you know so it's flexibility right and opportunity it, and it looked it it sounded or it, it sounded to me like this would be great to have the opportunity to be my own boss and and make my own decisions and you don't have to work for someone else so it was part of what attracted me to the field dentistry yes you know not being able to work with your hands and treating people and not having a desk job but being able to be your own boss and right now, I could give you a whole list of why this is awesome because, again, we in my office, as a team, again, I know that I, that I own the place, but as a team, we make a lot of decisions that for the betterment of the place and make the entire environment better for everybody else. But again, if you work for someone else,
1: you're not able to do that. Yeah, when
0: I was an associate, again, and it could be you're the a job.
1: Te- you're a team player, you got to play for the team, you have very limited <sighs> input into the ownership.
0: Depends, depends where you work. Like I said, every place I worked in, I learned what I wanted to, I always do, I wanted to own. And every place that I worked at, I knew, I took certain aspects of what I wanted to bring into my practice, but also what I was like, this is never gonna fly in my practice. Like I used to work with, in just toxic environments. And when you come to the bosses and you're like, she's just toxic to the team. And, And I'm not saying she's just a bad person. We're just, we're not seeing eye to eye. Like her vision of what needs to happen is not my vision. It doesn't mean she's a bad person, but it's just not me and her working at my assistant. It's not working out in the room and they're just like, well, sorry, like just have to deal with it. And I'm like, that's, it's not fun for me to come in. It's not fun for her. It's also making everybody else's life like miserable. It's making so,
1: the more important, more importantly, the, the patient. It's making the patient the most uncomfortable because a guy like yeah. me feels vibes. Exactly. And.
0: I, I told Which myself... the vibes
1: have been awesome in your office. Actually, d- next time I come, I might just bring bourbon. We just party. I'll get drunk, and then At you the can end of the day. my mouth. I won't um, feel it as much.
0: But I, t- I told myself I would never let that fly. Again, having a toxic work... Because we deal... Again, in my practice, or, or in any business, you deal with enough bullshit throughout the day that's out of your control. Just saying some procedures don't go as planned. You get that rude patient on the phone. You know, you have... Billing issues, insurance right. companies, everything. everything. So there's stuff you can't really control. The stuff that I can control, I'm gonna make sure that it's the best environment for everyone. I think in any business, the stuff that you can control, like why not eliminate any, you know, any other bullshit. I would say that that's yeah. in in the day.
1: Be super efficient. Provide great service. Exactly. You know, be friendly. Create an environment people want to come to. Exactly. I totally get it. Exactly. So you then at what age started your own practice? And I think you bought someone out here locally. Correct. To you know, close to Point Pleasant. Was that in Brielle originally, or yeah? Y-
0: it was in Brielle. We were the original <coughs> office was. Well, not the original. I mean, I, I bought the practice of Doctor uh, Duragati. Great guy. Uh, unfortunately, he he passed away since um, everything happened. He had a lot of medical issues. But the opportunity. I'll I'll circle back a little bit on when I was working as an associate there was a lot of promises that were made to me in certain situations
1: there always is because they see that you were talented and there was certain situations
0: and and I'm like okay like you know maybe I would buy in or or, you know certain opportunities that were promised but never were put to paper and one day I don't want to get but it was just I just had enough enough. and I just said "I'm, I'm gonna look for my own office and I didn't necessarily want to end up in Brielle. I was looking for the right opportunity for me to end in. Um, there was an office in Brielle. It was, the original office was right across the street from where La Mondina is right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was a great opportunity. Um, unfortunately, like I said, the doctor was sick and he was looking to sell the practice and bring someone on board. And it had a lot of positives um, from a dental perspective in terms of um, acquisition. And, and it, was, it was the right the opportunity. The metrics made sense. Yeah. And it made the right. The right it made sense to me.
1: So I am want to rewind you back before this. Mm-hmm. So this is something most people either in the rat race or young people get out of college at 22 or 24 like you did, 26. The stacking of the cash. And again, I don't mean to be too personal, but yeah. people want to know, oh, he was given money. Was that money that you put up or you took a loan? How did you actually go and buy that practice out? Just
0: finance it. Just go to the bank, and you know you just pull out a loan. It's it's rare. Again, I'm, and I'm not trying to say like oh we're so poor coming out of school. I mean we do accrue a good amount of debt, like dental school, medical school, like a lot of school. Even you know even undergrad, you can go to certain schools now that it's like 100 grand yeah,
1: 150 grand a hundred grand, hundred fifty grand in your teacher. And just, no disrespect to teachers, but your your starting salary is forty five grand or less. And, and again, you're accruing this
0: crazy amount of debt, and. I'm not saying our job is not rewarding in any situation, but you have a lot of debt that you're accruing, so it's not like you have this all these funds available to just go buy a practice. But again, I called the bank. I said, "Hey, I'm looking to buy this practice. Can we?" Was it a local bank? Uh, I went to TD. TD? I had a guy there.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Was it an SBA loan or? Just I like to give nuggets, so
0: people who are watching or trying to learn, it wasn't. It was not an SBA. I was introduced uh, again throughout the process that when I was 17, my brother just said TD is a good bank, you know, just open an account there. Again, I didn't know the reason why my, bro, like I said, he's a CPA. I feel like his b- business like runs in his blood. He just gets it. Don't really ask any questions. Like even when he does my taxes, it's like, this is what makes sense. I'm like, you know, do it. Um, and then when it came down to buy the practice, I just went to where I was banking. I said, I need to get a loan. They gave me a loan. I was introduced to a good guy and we've actually done multiple deals since then. Um, good. He's been really good. I mean, I financed my new building through him. My all the build out, uh, my brothers use him. I have friends that have used him. And so
1: funny enough, I had someone call me today from Spring Lake and was like, Hey, my wife's launched this new business. Who do you bank with? Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about banking relationships and how important that is absolutely because they 're seeing your revenues they 're seeing the money that comes in they 're exactly. seeing your spend so they're you know the bank that you 're banking with is going to be the most open or closed to giving you an opportunity
0: it 's also important that they 're not again i don 't i 'm guessing that some of the listeners are not dentists or they don 't know a lot
1: about. I have some clients Actually I have, I have two clients I know specifically they're, they're, Their whole family are dentists they're, they're doctors in the medical field They're working in hospitals But their kids are awesome. Decided dentistry And they do watch We'll grow it We'll grow it some more um, I need to hook you up with the Marins Good people With what? Huh? The Marons, Carlos Maron and Myra Maron are clients of mine Their daughter's a dentist Just came out of school good. about a year ago
0: We'll definitely have to connect uh, but what I will say is a lot of, when you go to get a loan or, or any, or even any loan of any type in business, the guy, Chris, who I work with in TD. Give
1: I pr- Chris a shout out. What's his last name? Chris Stazek. Is he a local guy? He's or in Philly. T-
0: Philly? Yeah, he's right. in Philly, but. Is your brother in Philly? My brother's up in North Jersey.
1: North Jersey. how do you get hooked up with a Philly guy? Me? No, uh, him.
0: Cause through me. Alright. I, I hooked him up. But he... I presented to him different opportunities and he evaluated and he said, this works, this doesn't. So when, what I was getting at earlier, dentists usually get loans very easily. Banks know that predictable revs, right? Dentistry, it's tough for the business to fail. You're not going to, you may not make as much, you know, you may not be super successful, but for it to completely tank, they go by certain metrics. I know that when I was in school, they told us like dentistry have like the second lowest default rate in the country. It's so, so pretty much banks, they just give money to dentists all the time. And and they know that it's not gonna be a bad
1: investment. I so, have a few successful doctors, not, not to cut you off that, have said, man, I wish I was, would've just been a dentist. Probably right.
0: Yeah. Um, with the lifestyle, I, that's why I made the decision to go into dentistry. But as I was saying, the, the banks give you loans to dentists all the time, even I have uh, colleagues that I, through my um, my rep that that he tells me about, and they're just giving loans like left and right for people that have literally been out of school for like a year. They don't even know what they're doing. Chris, I presented him opportunities, and he said this makes sense, this doesn't. Like this, you know, the cash flow makes sense, the price makes sense. I even when I was when I bought the practice, he I brought him a second practice. So this practice is like five minutes down the road. Should I buy it? And he was like, there's not enough cash flow. It doesn't make sense. You're going to, you know, so it's, it's important that when you use a bank guy and you have someone that they're guiding you in the right way to make sure that you're making a good investment, not just lending you money because they can or, or whatever, it, it seems like the right opportunity. So whoever you, you know, dealing with
1: and helping you with your finances. Exactly. They, should, they the should evaluate
0: whether this is a sound investment for you and not just give you the money.
1: Well, a lot of times because they want they a commission. commission. You know, they want to Correct. sell the loan or they want to sell the deal Correct. or the product. And building a really good banking relationship to, to round out this segment is something that's extremely important in all businesses, dental practice, down Absolutely. to the landscaper or whoever it is. Absolutely. <clears throat> so you then go into your own practice, you buy this guy out, right. you then say, hey, I'm a guy that's anal, I'm OCD, I want to <laughs> have my own new building, I want to build it the way I want, I want the flow to be the flow, I want TVs... I'm telling you, for those people who are afraid of the dentist, you need to go to Dr. Gamberg, Appreciate sorry, it. Elon's office. <laughs> Michelle's great. Eight Adrian, right? I could name them all. I mean, they're, they're all Adrian. Yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all great, amazing. and they do an excellent job. I mean, but when my man's in there, you know, putting these veneer caps on or whatever, I got, you know, I was watching a movie above. It was on right. the ceiling. I've never seen a dentist put. You know, I'm, pro- I'm I'm sure that that's not crazy outside the box, but I've never experienced it. Again, it's a matter of making. And you gave me the remote. You made me comfortable.
0: It's the patient experience. As I said, when I first, again, the 20, what is 28, 29 year old me that bought the practice. As as we talked a little bit before before we started the podcast, we the place that I bought the physical location wasn't very glamorous. It was very old school. Like looked like your grandma's living room. The opportunity made sense but the physical location wasn't anything to show off, let's put it mm-hmm. that way. And and I I told my girls we're going to build this practice on the way people are treated when they walk through the door and the type of care that they get. So that, you know, that's how that's continued into the new facility that we built that the, you know that you've been coming to. But the TVs on the ceilings and all that it's just all about the patient experience and making dogs
1: sure dogs going around, it's a beautiful <laughs> beautiful cute cute yes, dogs and pups, they're pups hyperallergenic.
0: My pups are there.
1: So after you went through g- working for these other practices, learning what you loved and didn't love about them, hmm. you knew that you wanted to own your own practice. Right. You bought out this practice in Brielle. It was a great opportunity for you. Yep. You started out in a physical location that you didn't necessarily love. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you're a new person coming into business. Right. That guy you bought the practice from, did the same thing 35 years prior,
0: right? He, I think he started from scratch, but it, it was like maybe even more, maybe four years ago. My point is ago. he yeah. built
1: that out brand Ye- new. Years ago. Years ago, right? right? And everything, our homes, cars, they always need updating. Right. You decided to update it, uh, going into a new building and obviously continuing what you're doing. Now, four years later, what really makes you unique? So the reason...
0: I would have updated it back then when I even took over the practice, but at the time I was just renting. And I went to the landlord and I said, I'd love to stay. I mean, the location was great. And I said to him, I'd love to stay, but you, you, know, you could tell the place looks outdated. What can we work out in terms of a deal of, you know, you paying for some of the remodel or, you know, work something out in terms of rent because I'd like to update the place. It was, you know, it was an older building. And his answer was... You could do it at your own cost. Like I'm not giving you anything. It doesn't make sense. You know, I I wouldn't. I'm not going to put money to improve your building without getting any guarantees. His whole answer was just, "You could do whatever you want. I'm not giving you anything." At that point, I realized it's time to go look for a place that's mine. I mean, I knew I need to go somewhere else. Didn't necessarily have have to be buying it or renting it, but I knew I had to go somewhere else. Found a great opportunity. through two really um, great brokers. They they do a lot of business down the shore. Um, Mike Jensen.
1: Mike Jensen, shout out to Jensen. You know him? Jensen's my boy, dude. He got me my first office, Downtown Seagert from the Mulligan family, Shaw Mulligan, Laura Mulligan. Shout out to the Mulligans, great, great people. And Jensen, actually my little, I have a beautiful office in Red Bank, which is very fancy and I never use. And I actually have a home base here in Point that Mm -hmm. Jensen gave me a little DL tip Jensen's okay. the man. He knows everybody. So,
0: so he, he got me. You know, we. I told him. Him and Rachel. Him and Rachel, We were looking for a new place, um, and he showed me a bunch of places. The building that I'm currently in, it never even went on the market. Um, Rachel actually knew the owners. They were like telling him we're thinking of moving. Um, it was an engineering firm beforehand, and he was like, "I know the perfect guy for you." We met one night. I made an offer the next day, and we agreed on the price the day after that. That's awesome. And it never went to market. Um, so great I great knew- move
1: by Jensen and Richel and as as well as you.
0: Great move. And I'm, and I'm grateful again, the location's great. it's
1: a um, beautiful office, dude. I love the color scheme, the ev- TVs.
0: Everything that we did there. Again, I wanted to make the experience different for the patients. And and I'll get into that um, as a second part as the second part, but you asked me what makes you unique. What makes us unique? So as I was telling you off camera before, the locate, the physical location that I was in initially, it wasn't something that I was very proud of. Just, it, it just it wasn't anything to
1: advertise. So when you're a guy that wants to win, you want the best, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: So I told my girls, or, or the entire staff, we're going, to, we're going to be successful by the way we treat people, giving customer service they're not gonna get anywhere else. From the moment that they call the office, until they show up, until they leave, they're gonna get exceptional customer service, and they're gonna get exceptional care in the chair. That's, that was the most important thing. If they come through the door, they're not gonna be wowed by the facility, but they're gonna come back and say, I was treated in, in a way that I've never been treated before.
1: Time out. So off camera, Matt Lewalkie is here. Matt yes. went to your old office. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know Big Matty, he's the big guy who works for me. Great swimmer, great <laughs> track player, uh, big teddy bear. But Matt is petrified of the dentist, and I know that. And he goes, you got to go to Dr. Gamberg. And he was in your old office. Right. Did you even experience his new office at that time? Not yet. No, you didn't. Up. You have now, right? I Not have yet. Tooth. He, need, he has a crack
0: tooth. He's gotta go. you got to go. You've got to come in. I mean, I'll give you a tour. We'll we'll show you around, man. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful it, place. This guy
1: was adamant that I see you and Matt you know he's like a brother to me he knows me too he's like this is the guy you got to go to and that was I'm with thankful. your old building so so we'll a lot it. of times right. people like you and i like right now last winter i was so unproud to bring people in my backyard for the podcast during the winter there you go. yeah because i know in the summer my garden's massive the chairs are laid out the pool's open the filter's going it just looks that much better but in our head we want the best for right. the people coming into our environment, but a lot of times it's really you they buy into, and obviously your staff.
0: Uh, absolutely, but it, it just didn't feel like I said the place didn't feel right. I get for it. us. You know, it was an, an older place, so I always knew I wanted to make it my own. Let's put it that because we also took over a space that was existing. You can make little changes, but I wanted to make it my own. The opportunity came about with Mike and um, and Steve, and everything that we did there. I was looking at offices, uh, multiple offices of colleagues and, and kind of took aspects that I liked or didn't like, you know, obviously I left them out, into the current space that we have. And everything that's there, A, it's designed to match what we've been doing before. So it's a beautiful facility, brand new, which I would like it to to flow obviously with the customer service, with the skills that we've given before. and. I really, really didn't want it to feel like a doctor's office because a, a lot of people are afraid of the doctor's office so that they come in and, and you don't want to give them the more people sc- that are scared. You more don't want specifically
1: them to feel- afraid of the, 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 the dentist or, or any medical facility. I, I got to ask you a question on camera. I got to do it. Let's do it. Uh, Ryan's real. <laughs> what okay. is up with the suicide rate of dentist? What is up with the suicide rate? It's supposedly like the highest suicide yeah, rate. Yeah, it's an and- old study.
0: It's an I old would study? Say, yeah. Like it's how old? Not that recent. I think it depends on the people. I mean, I'll tell you, I actually, I, I asked a psychologist. Like you seem like a
1: happy guy. Like I don't think it bothers you. You know, I asked, I had a
0: family friend that was a psychologist. I asked her about this. It is an old study. I don't know how old, but I don't know that these numbers are true today. But she was saying in terms of the reason a dentist's job is so stressful is because it's like such an detail-oriented profession. You're working in such small spaces and you don't really have a team env- most dentists don't have that team environment because I made the argument, you know, surgeons do the same thing, but at least they have a staff around them in the surgery room. So there's more interaction. Surgeons
1: come in, they put on the scrubs, they take out the tumor and they leave. Yeah, but they
0: also have, you know, the nurses, they have, That's what I'm saying. They have Everything else is prepped. Here, it's like you're working in this very stressful environment, as I was told, and you don't you mean really you have patients like You have Ryan. one assistant that you can maybe talk to.
1: You have patients like Ryan that come in and don't <laughs> want to put the chew guard I on.
0: I don't. I love what, again, I don't think it's a very recent study, but the listen you know, if I'm wrong, they, they can correct me on that.
1: I took I you think, off track. I took you off I, track. I just I had to ask, ask you. It's been in my head since you started talking. Uh, it's all good. So you actually were able to take something for the nuggets of people who watch as small business owners, mm-hmm. more specifically people who may want to go into the dental practice. You had a vision of what your practice wanted to look like, how it flowed, how it operated, how the client felt the experience was, client slash patient, and you have done that from based on what you've told me you wanted to do. I am a patient. You know, these are veneers from you. um, And you did an excellent job. And I don't think I'm that difficult, but I'm not (laughs) the most easy patient because I'm a control freak. You know, you're yeah. sitting back in a chair, and someone's got these. Doc, hit me with every time. You're iron. You feel anything? You want me to hit you with some more drugs? I'll, I'll, I'll shoot it up there. Your staff, mm-hmm. you, you guys have done an excellent job, and I want to more so talk about you and the way you look at the world, business. Let's do it. And and, and everything, but I promise you, I don't give this type of recommendation heavily to dental practices ever like you 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 really do a good job i'm not just saying that because you're sitting in my backyard dude i appreciate it you do a great job thank you and at one point like i had a rush meeting that i had to get to that was like big money and like you had another doctor come in and start working on me you finished it up you guys got me out of there at two o'clock i had a meeting at 2 30 and i was able to crush the meeting and like you guys do an excellent job you go above and beyond to create a great experience Years ago, one of the most successful guys inside of an advisory practice that I've studied, Mm. we were sent to bar one night up at Fiddler's Elbow Country Club. And I said to him, I said, what do you really think it takes to have a super successful financial practice? He goes, be trustworthy and create a great experience. And you have done that in your world. So moving along, because I don't want to bore the people with dental, right? We're all going to want to go shoot ourselves. Joking, joking, <laughs> joking. I want to talk a little bit about the world. I want to talk a little bit about Israel. I want to talk a little bit about how you look at things. Okay. And we were talking earlier, and we said we would circle back to it. We were talking about the military. We were talking about Israel having to send their civilians you know, into the military for the first three years after graduating high school. How do you perceive what's going on in in Palestine and what goes on in Israel and how that all happens? Like, I just can't vision that, like, all right, Ryan's got his, he's got port coffee. You know, I'm hanging out with these, like, very successful Bayhead people. And like, all right, Ryan, hit the deck underneath the coffee table because a missile's coming in from whoever, like, talk about that lifestyle do you remember any of those memories does your friends talk about those memories still today
0: you know it's not a pleasant way to live i know i talk to my friends all the time i also will say you know you're getting it from my side of the story you know i don't have you know i don't have um perspective on the other side but it's very unfortunate i mean i i i'm hopeful that this conflict will end very soon i don't know that there is they haven't come to the table with an agreement that would work for both sides, but I'm hopeful that it'll end. It's not, whichever side that we agree with, and, and obviously, you know, I'm biased, you know, I was raised in Israel, <coughs> but it's not a way to live on either side. Being afraid that rockets are going to land in your country, then, you know, the army goes into the Palestinian territories. It's just, it's a very, well, That I wish <coughs> that there would be a resolution.
1: That leads me to my next thing that I was talking about, which was this, this girl who was pro-Palestine. I think she's actually banned from Israel. <clears throat> and what she was saying is the guy from Long Island, this is like a, a real thing, mm-hmm. could roll into Palestine and be like, you know, I, my family owned this three generations ago. You got to get out of my house. Have you mm-hmm. heard anything like that that goes on in Palestine? I and they talked know. about, although it's in Palestine, but it's controlled by the, the Israel uh, military. You know they have roadblocks. They have right. a whole military, I'm sure, section uh, coned off, um, for lack of a better term.
0: I haven't heard of, again. I, <coughs> I haven't I'm not
1: heard, an expert in this. I, I literally am yeah, just I asking.
0: I haven't heard anything like that in terms of they're coming and saying it's theirs. I mean, it's it's news to me. I would have to I would have to look into that. I definitely. Um, they were talking about a, a Long list.
1: Island guy who was Jewish, mm-hmm. was rolling into Palestine. And the slums and saying like hey, you you're you're sitting on my property. This is my property.
0: I, I, I haven't heard of anything like that. Um, I don't think they're going to move either way. But
1: we got to put the a, link to that podcast I at would the listen, bottom of our podcast. Listen, let's,
0: I I would love to hear about it. It's not something I'm familiar with, but I'd love to you know to listen to it and see if what happened <laughs> with the outcome or if if that was the case even there.
1: You should be a politician. I should be a politician. Yeah. You want me to? You, <laughs> You should be a politician. So <laughs> when you are a business owner and you're starting out and you're laying out the cash, mm-hmm. we've talked about, hey, that's one of my friends. Hey, Johnny. You talk about the sacrifices you make, right? You're a guy that lives small. You, you, you drive a, 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 a very conservative car. You're not spending crazy money on it. Mm-hmm. You're trying to grow your practice. We talk about the political environment that goes on in the U.S. today and how it affects. And I don't care if it's left, right. right. You don't care if the person is left or right in your chair ever because you're not going there. You're there. You, you're you like a mechanic. You're, you're rolling up to the garage. My alternator is dead. Can you replace it and get me back going? My tooth is dead. Can you replace it and get me back going? But as a small business owner, talk about the difficulties that you see Mm -hmm. coming from the current political environment. Ooh, that's a
0: tough... um, That's a good question in terms of the current political environment. I mean, I I see it in terms of... There's a lot of talks that we're going into a recession. I'll tell you, there's a lot of... um, a lot of my colleagues are concerned about that. I think we've been in a recession. They're, that's going to get a lot worse. Let's put it that way. A lot of my friends are very concerned. A lot of we're talk, they're talking about what are we going to do? You know, the business is going to go down. Um, different ways of other sources of income. They're considering going into teaching and, and you know speaking engagements. Um, I think that's definitely on the back of everyone's minds. I mean,
1: do you worry about doing that, or do you worry about just keep winning?
0: I don't worry about a lot of things. That's um, part of it is what my father instilled in me. But also I try to live a very stress-free life and control what I can control and not worry about what I can't control. That's something I can't control. We could just kind of roll with the punches. But in my mind, I have ways that we're going to be able to persevere if that if it really hits as bad as people are potentially saying Which we don't even know There's predictions all the time Of things that are going to happen If it hits that bad Then you know, I, ha- I already have strategies Of, of how we can persevere
1: but Have you ever I, seen an alligator put a, put, a, put a piece of prey in his mouth And they do that, sl- that slam thing that they do And they, they pretty much knock the animal out Before they kill him and eat him uh. When I started here in recession That's what I did I put recession in my mouth And I led for people and I smashed it side to side Mm -hmm. and I threw it out there. If you are hyper focused on what you're good at, if you are hyper focused on what you love Mm -hmm. and to your point, if you are hyper focused on the things that you could control, you know, I, 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 dude, I, I'm an open book. I put 200 grand into the pit, the podcast, WCC over the last 18 months. I'm a young guy. I'm not sitting around on millions of dollars of liquidity. That's a lot of money to do. And it's because I believe in what I'm doing. And if you are a small business owner, from my perspective, I know that I posed this question to you, but I have passion about it. Like you're just going to fucking keep going and it doesn't matter. You're going to, you're going to ride the wave. You're going to, you're going to get hit by the wave sometimes. And
0: absolutely. And I'll tell you, there's, you always in my (coughs) profession or in dentistry, there's always, and and I'm not, generalizing, but there's always excuses or reasons for why you would have a slow month or not a good month. A lot of times, and again, this is just what I hear in April. People are paying, you know, they don't have enough free cash because they're, they're getting ready to pay their taxes or over the holidays, they need to save money for gifts. And then the summer they're traveling. Like every month have a, has a reason of why this could be a slow month. Sounds like they're in a simulation, but that's, I never take those every month for us. We're going to do well, even I know you mentioned Michelle and Adrian and, and, and everybody else at the office. At the Michelle was great. At the end, they're all great. I know we have. I, I mentioned they're everybody, all great. But they're I, all I'm awesome. just
1: talking about my personal experience. Michelle was great. I went in and I said, "Michelle, I don't. We're going back to your practice, but this is how I work. I jump around." <laughs> Sounds good. Michelle, I know that I had problems as a young kid taking care of my teeth. My parents not always having the best practices of going to the dentist. Like, you don't need to hit me with a $100,000 bill. Like, let's, progressively. So she come in and she said, hey, this what is what do. the doctor thinks we should first start with. Yep. It's most aesthetically how we'll help your teeth take care of a pain that I had It was a legit pain in the front of my tooth. And uh, without hesitation, you know, we essentially stroked a $9,000 check to your practice. Some insurance, some from my pocket. without hesitation because of how you handled how I told you to handle me and that was due to her in my opinion
0: she's great like I said you haven't met or maybe you have met but we have everybody in the practice is really great and I could name each one of them individually but going back to what we were talking about at the end of August or even early September I forget a lot of times September can be like people are going back to school you know it's it's it it can turn out to be like, or even October, it could be like a slower month. I came to them and I said, listen, this is going to the, de- how we finish out the year is going to set up for success in 2023. We're going to crush it every month from September till December, because we're not going to give excuses of why this could have been bad. Yeah, Everybody else like, is doing it. A lot of that. people are taking it backseat. okay, like it's the end of the year. Like we can take it easy. No, we're going to we're going to make sure that every month is going to be a great month until the end of the year cuz that's what's going to set up for success in 2023.
1: Yeah. And momentum and, starts right.
0: And everything's been great and it's all a mindset too. I- again, it's how the team comes together when you have staff members that are out and everybody and, and you think the care or the production could go lower but we all just come together and when everybody is on the same page It's it's so much easier to do that. Going back, you know, being on the same page, not having a toxic environment. So I want to bring up a
1: a recent reel that um, a uh, it was. Why am I drawing a blank right now? The big guy, Rogan's friend. He's a philosopher. Like big guy. Peterson Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson shared a clip where Kanye West was talking about a kid who was told. He couldn't go on the coffee table. And it was also Steve Jobs talking about roadblocks that are put in front of you as a young kid that are told to not do this. Mm -hmm. And they both were saying different things, but saying the same exact thing. And to sum up the real, what they were trying to say is that society puts you in traffic. Society puts you in a recession. Society put, they put you, dude, it's exactly what you're saying. They put you where they want to put you. So if you want to believe it's a recession, that's on you. My goals are still going. I I know for a fact I'm going to have one of the largest quarters that I've had in a long time, the first quarter of 2023. So if there's a recession out there, my company and my people don't feel it.
0: But a lot of it, and I I try to teach my staff about this, and and they're going to listen, or if anybody listens, I think think you're a big fan of Gary Vee. I, li-
1: I like Gary v. I think he talks so much on his podcast. But, but, but I'll say part, some
0: of the stuff that he says, I think accountability you is You like really,
1: him because he's Russian? No, I just think some of the
0: stuff he says makes sense to me. Some of it. I'm not going to say I'm his biggest fan, but some, a lot of the stuff he says makes sense. Accountability is really big, I feel like. And I even my girls, everybody that comes to my practice, you know, people complain about different things in their life, whether it's professional, whether it's personal. Relationship. If you take accountability of your life and you don't play the victim in any situation, oh, I'm in this relation, I'm in this situation, or I'm in this. I tell them all the time. If you're not happy to come to work in this practice, like, you know, we should figure out an exit. Str- I I want you to come in here and have a good experience. And every like even the people that extreme ownership, even the people that don't own their practices, they're fully in charge of their lives, whether it's personal or whatnot. So, like you said, with the recession. We're in full control of what we're doing. Whether I give up and say, hey, a recession is coming and let's just give up and whatever. We're just going to accept the losses or we're going to say, how can we tackle this? And again, if it's there's different ways to handle this. Yes. If disposable income isn't as available, people still need to take care of their teeth and be healthy. So, yes, maybe (laughs) the cosmetic cases are not going to we're not going to do as many cosmetic cases. People are not going to come and ask for veneers or doesn't mean you don't pivot. Pivot, but they still have pain. They still break teeth. Still need cleaning. Correct. So we can we can work through it to make sure that we're still successful during these these months. And some people always have that disposable income to do the work that that they'd like to. But there's always ways to fight it. You could always take on more insurance if you wanted to, or take less. Right now, I'm working towards taking. We still take insurance, but I'm trying to cut down the plans because. We're just so busy that the lower reimbursement plans, it just doesn't make sense to take them when we have, you know, when we have a wait list of getting people in. Why are we doing the work for less when I could bring people in that I can spend more time? And I don't have to rush because of, of the insurance uh, reimbursement there. But do you again, like my
1: dental, the? Delta dental plan? Dental plans, yeah. Delta. But, do you like my Delta plan?
0: Do I like it? Yeah, is it good? It's middle of the road. <laughs> uh no i, I do, but no, you could always take more what i'm saying is when people I have insurance it, they tend to so there's always ways to fight things and 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 make sure that we're still going to be successful um during like i said during a recession or during any time so no
1: that's called winning it's called winning anytime you want to win you're gonna you know let's just say you're you're tom brady and the patriots and you guys you have want to talk
0: about the eagles tonight
1: uh, they just lost to the Cowboys, <laughs> so we could talk about the Eagles if you want. Are you an Eagles fan? I am an Eagles fan. So let's talk about the Eagles then. So if you were a winning team, you would figure out how to pivot and True. win without Jalen Hurts. You didn't find a way to do that. You allowed the Cowboys to stay in the game. True. They, they, and they, they the Cowboys came back. And something that was taught to me a long time ago by a very, very good friend of mine, Brian Jennis, shout out to Big Bri, He's been involved in football and all different types of organizations for a long time. He said, good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose, no matter what the situation is on the field. It's true. So if I can relate it to to (laughs) sports and we could use the Philly, or I'll go back to the Patriots, if Tom Brady goes down, the team should be able to adapt and the defense should pick up. The defense should score a TD. The backup quarterback should be able to throw a touchdown. And the Patriots did that well. They did that really well. I mean, what was that year? Matt Castle jumped in and the guy was a rock star, went somewhere else and, and failed miserably. Yeah. Um, many other quarterbacks, uh, what's his face on the Niners? The guy stepped in as the back of the quarterback, did an excellent job, left and went to the Niners, didn't have as much success.
0: But in the same, sorry Coach, <coughs> in the same situation, every business, or I believe in terms, and, and I'm going through this transition in my practice and I tell this to, to the girls that work for me, that you have, everybody has to be replaceable. And it's not because, you know, someone may, le- things happen, but God forbid something happens and they have to go on a medical leave for X amount of time, or they get into an accident. or something. You have a bench. You can't, you can't just say, oh, we're not gonna do things the way we've been doing things. Somebody else has to step in their place. Not everybody, not every business has that ability. It could be, you know, there may, they may be a smaller business. How do you
1: create that bench for yourself?
0: You have to cross train people to do different tasks. So, if let's say if Michelle is out, then I have to have Lindsay or, or Adrian or, or Mary Beth. Or, uh, we have so many girls; they have to learn what she's doing. They don't. They may not be able to execute it on that level, but as long as the tasks can be completed, we can. You know, we can sustain that situation. And I was going through. Currently, I'm going through a transition in my practice where a lot of the dentistry was being done by me. And when I wasn't there, it wasn't as productive. And I have really, I'm just really great associates that are, the level of care is going to continue, whether it's me or it's them. And that's the goal so that if I can't be there at all times, (laughs) we're still the same level of care, the same experience. Everything is being you know, continued mm-hmm. whether I'm there or not.
1: Listen, I get it. I've I've multiple businesses I'm running now, and there's people yeah. need to step in my place and be able to do at least 95% of the exactly. job that I do. And yep. I totally get it. Rounding this all out, the questions I like to ask are if there was one thing that you can say. To a young business owner, or or dentist, or anybody, um, and then some local businesses that you want to give a shout out to, most likely in the Brielle, Point Pleasant, Seagirt area. Mm-hmm. So, starting with the first question, if you can tell a young entrepreneur one thing, what is it that you would say to them?
0: A young entrepreneur, I would say, find don't don't chase. I would. It might sound a little. Maybe I'm looking for the different ones. I wouldn't chase the money. I would try to find something that you're really good at, that you really really enjoy. And if you're good at it and you enjoy it, you're gonna be able to make a good living.
1: You be able to live the way you want to live. Yeah, find purpose, yeah. maybe. Purpose, but but also,
0: when I when I made the decision to be a dentist, part of the reason of what led me there is the lifestyle I could live by being, you know, a physician or a doctor. Going back to thinking of you know, the 18-year-old me, it wasn't the right motive. I'm super grateful that I picked this way because I do love what I do and, and obviously make a good living. But I would really try to find something that you really love doing and you're good at. Keyword there, because you could love something and you could just be bad at it. You know, if I... I wouldn't be a good chef. Believe me, like, cooking is not...
1: Do you like cooking?
0: I'm trying to get into it, but it's it's not What's something... What's your best I could... meal? I'm pretty basic. You know, just, like, chicken, steak. Grilling?
1: What is, what is your...
0: Um, buddy of mine who's a chef turned me into the cast iron. So just kind of not grilling on everything. Everything goes in the. Where cast iron. Where is he iron. a chef at? He was a chef at a country club.
1: All right.
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, he's actually my supply rep. He used, he used to be a chef in a previous life. For him. I like it. Yeah. Shout out to Alan. He's. Uh, shout out to Alan. He's a he's a good guy.
1: Second question: Business owners in the local area that you want to give a shout out to that you eat their food, go to the restaurant, drink you know, a cocktail or two there or anything, you know, anything that you would like to give a shout out to that support your business?
0: You know, I would give a shout out to the people that, you know, made everything happen for me was as, as far as, you know, Mike and, and Steve and, and Chris, who, uh, who worked in TD. Um, yeah, they've been really like super instrumental for, for everything that I've done. So I, I definitely yeah, want to shout say out
1: them. to Mike Jensen, Steve Richel, you do a great job. Obviously, I've never met you, but Mike Jensen Steve knows a good guy. everybody. Any type of deal that is going on around here, especially in the medical field, uh, my good friend Justin Huddy owns a company called Radius Inc. It is essentially like monitoring your health or monitoring your loved one's health, yeah. like you would monitor your credit. Radius Inc., check it out. They're going to blow up soon. Jensen's been a big backbone of that. Yeah. Mike Jensen is a great guy and uh, if you're looking for any type of commercial realty in the you know the northern ocean or southern mammoth area you need to talk to Mike Jensen.
0: Yep. He's been
1: Listen, I guy. appreciate your time. I tried to get you on some more politics. You were you were a really good politician about shifting around it. To me, mm-hmm. you are a unique guest to me. I have never had somebody sit in this seat that was fr- I've had Jewish people sit in the seat, but not somebody who was from Israel. I think that's really cool. I truly support Israel through and through. Appreciate it. Um, and I, I like that story, and I like to try to pick someone's brain who may come from another country like Israel and how they look at things. Uh, but I think you're really an open minded guy, and I think that you think the right thing is the right thing. And again, I really appreciate you coming here. You have a great practice. I'm going to continue to push you as much as I already thank have. Thank you for so having me. It's been thank awesome. you. Cheers.
0: Cheers.